my microphone's on. I continue to have a difficult time with uh, just remembering at work, apparently. Um, we uh, are in this series called Chasing Carrots. And uh, forgive the lights. Uh, so if you guys don't know, another church uses our facility on, uh, on Sunday afternoons. And uh, uh, this is what we came into. So some of the lights were a little distorted and a little broken. And uh, we'll adjust that during this week, but just kind of forgive them. I get that they're going. Actually, they can probably help us out a little bit. And we can just, yeah, just turn that one off. And uh, that'll help with the distractions, right? Just turn it off, yes. So, um, I, uh, <laughs> I, um, this series kind of is hits close to me, but today actually hits probably even closer to me, uh, just because I think that, uh, some of us, uh, we, we do things seeking others approval. That's what we do. We do things seeking others approval. I, uh, you know, so many of us are trying to chase things that we'll never catch. We're, we're just on this continual pursuit of things that we'll never get to. And, you know, if we go, if I can get that, I'll be happy. And if I can get that, it'll make me feel good if I can get these things. And the problem is, when you do get it, it's actually never enough. You, you know, when you do get that thing, you, you just never get it. And we always go, will you accept me? Will you, see, will you affirm me? And, and, and it just never seems to be enough when we get it. How, let me ask you this. How many of you, by show of hands in here, and if you're at home, you can put your hand up too. You know, if you're sitting on the couch with your spouse or whatever, they might look at you a little weird going, hey, there's nobody around. Mike can't see you. But it's, it's interactive, right? So how many of you care too much about what others think? How many of you care too much about what others think? And if you're putting your hand up right now in order for me to feel better, <laughs> you have a problem, okay? I just want you to know. I just want you to know that you might have a problem. See, Harriet Breaker, she said the disease to please is a form of addiction. Drug addicts seek drugs. People pleasers seek approval. And see, it's such how many of us that we are trying to chase after the approval of man, right? Whether that's and just so I, I, I'm, I'm always transparent when it comes to these things and so my wife hates it sometimes right she absolutely hates it and uh <laughs> because she usually ends up under the bus because of it right you know that's what happens and so for years and years and years if you guys don't know this i've shared this from stage many a times and even today my wife will feel the same way that she does not feel that she's called to lead worship right she's like i'm not called for that that's not what my calling is that's what it and and for me, I go, well, you know, and I said, well, that's not what everybody in service says, right? People come in and they say something completely different. But the problem is, in her mind, in, in, in what's going through her head is not that she's not getting the affirmation. And maybe it's not from people here, but maybe she's looking for an affirmation. of, And it's not one of these things that she's doing. She would never, ever come out and be like, I'm looking for the approval of people outside of the church. She would never, ever do that. But... If that was happening, it would change things dramatically. It would, she would be like, oh, wait a minute, I'm, maybe I'm supposed to be out. You know, if you had everybody coming up to you and go, that was amazing. You should be on tour. You should be on tour. All of a sudden, you're like, I should be on tour, right? You know, that's just how it is. That's how it goes. You're like, I'm a whole lot more confident. You got a whole different strut in your step, right? I mean, that's just how it goes. I mean, just think, if you're a guy in here, just listen to this. You have a whole different strut in your step when you, you're like, if you're like, man, I am hot and people confirm that you are hot, you're like, oh, 
man, I can do whatever I want. I can strut however I want. You have a whole different confidence about yourself. Whole, you know, but if everybody goes, oh, you're just ugly. If you got that all of your life, man, ugly. <laughs> like even when you were born, nobody was like, oh, it's such a cute baby. They just looked at you and go, he is ugly. Like, you know, I mean, it's, <laughs> all babies are cute, right? You know, until people walk away, they're like, man, did you see how ugly that baby was? <laughs> but that's what would happen. Whole different step, whole different strut, everything about it. The problem is, is that we're seeking confidence and we're seeking the approval of things in the wrong place. See, here's the thing. There's three problems that people pleasers battle. Number one, if you're following along, you obsess. You obsess about what other people think, right? You obsess about what other people think. I know that it just got dark in here. I apologize for that, but circumstances are what they are. So uh, you obsess. New outfit. Like, hey, did you see my new outfit? Did you see the music I put out? Do you see the music I'm listening to? Do you see the car I drive? Do you look at the house that we lived in? Did you see my hair? How many of this, how many times have you gotten, or guys, I'm just telling you right now, if you don't notice her hair, she's upset about it. (laughs) See, how about, am I cool enough? Am I good enough? Are we okay? Is things, everything good? You know, if somebody's slow to respond on a text, what's wrong? What did I do? What happened here? You know, the bubbles disappear as you see them with the bubbles up, all of a sudden they disappear. See, for me, I'll just tell you, I'm most vulnerable after a message. I really am. At the end of a message, if you came up to me, I'm like, Mike, that sucked. I would walk away going, man, I am terrible. And I already do it to myself, but I would really, really get down to it. I would sit down next to Melissa and be a little puppy. I'd be like, they thought I sucked, you know, and that's just what would happen. Number two, you are overly sensitive to criticism. You are overly sensitive to criticism. If you are overly criticism you just have one of these problems your supervisor makes a suggestion and it upsets you one negative comment on facebook it just takes you to a whole different level you you, you know whatever is going on 100 people say something positive one person says negative and all of a sudden that negative comment spirals control it's just how it goes you you know and, and see using melissa as the example here again years ago we were serving at another church they hired a consultant to come in. We were, I was the youth pastor. She was on the worship team. The consultant comes in, watches service. It happened to be Melissa's first week on stage. Happened to be her first week on stage. The very next day, so Sunday, we had this whole thing. The very next day, we go into the morning meeting. Everybody's sitting around the meeting, and the guy's name, I'm not going to hear the guy's name. He's just a consultant that in churches. He literally comes out and he goes, hey, the girl that was saying yesterday, she was terrible. So the problem is, ever since that day, Melissa's carried that to today. Ever since then, she's carried it, and that's what she continues to look back on. I'm not supposed to be doing this because of what he said years ago, and he, what all he knew was church demographics, church traffic, church stuff. And he's actually not even relevant today. He doesn't even exist anymore. Like, well, he's still still alive, but he's not, but he doesn't have like the the following that he used to have. All of the things that he came out with are like things that are not working in the church consulting world. So you take this, this criticism, you take this mindset and you just overly, you just get overly sensitive to it. And a lot of us are that way. We just get overly sensitive to it. Your spouse says something to you. Guess what you do? You're just like, 
well, maybe that's, like, you know, maybe that is, or maybe that's the truth, or maybe I just resonate with that. And how about number three, which is probably my personal favorite, you have a hard time saying no. You have a hard time saying no. See, you avoid conflict at all costs because you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. You know, you're like, hey, do you want to help us sell wrapping paper? Nobody wants to help sell wrapping paper. So why would you say yes to it? You know, did you want to do this? No. Why did you say yes? Because uh, I didn't want to have any conflict. You know, or how about you buy wrapping paper because the church is trying to sell it or we're doing cookies or we're doing something along those lines. And you're like, I don't want to feel bad. You're on a diet. You're a diabetic. You're like, can I get the most sugary thing that you have so I can just get out of here without having to deal with your nonsense? Right? You have a hard time saying no. How many of you, you walk out the grocery store and the little girls are there selling the Girl, the, the Girl Scout cookies and you look at them and you know that they are they're okay, but they're not delicious anymore. They used to be delicious, right? You used to be all like, hey, are they sprinkling crack on these like Chris Rock said? <laughs> but, but they don't, right? You can go get those same Thin Mints at, at, at Walmart for $1.49. I mean, it just happens that way. But yet they got you, and you, they look at you with those sad puppy dog eyes. Please, sir, would you like to buy a box of chocolate cookies? And you're like, oh, I feel so bad for you. Why do you feel bad for them? The Girl Scouts make millions upon millions of dollars selling cookies on the backs of children doing child labor. We, we can't Nike for that, but yet they just keep going. Million, I'm, not, I'm not on a tangent about it. I'm just saying you have a hard time to say no about the, you know, or, the, and I mean, they just do it. The same thing when you walk by and they go, hey, would you like to sign my petition? I, I, love, I simply tell them, I'm unwilling to give you my personal information. They're like, you just sign it. I said, but you got my name, you got my address, you got everything there. I'm unwilling to give you that. So, sorry. You know, and, well, I'm trying to get a dollar, because that's what they get. By the way, if you didn't know, they get a dollar for every one of those they get signed. Sometimes it's a dollar fifty. So, but that's how it is, right? We have a hard time saying no. We're like, all right, here, please, as you're stealing my identity, take care of my credit for a while, okay? I just want to... And that's just happen how it happens. You know, how about this? You, you subscribe to magazines you don't read? For years and years and years, I got a Maxim magazine. I, it showed up in the mail. I looked at it. And, but the bill showed up. I paid it all the time. That's just how it was. You know, uh, or you go to the party that you know you're going to dread. That some sort of activity is going to be taking place there. You're like, I just don't want to do this. And you have a hard time saying no to that. Or... What about, you, what about saying yes to the guy or the girl that you're like, I don't really want to go out on a date with this person, but they've been so persistent, I'm just going to say yes, and all of a sudden you end up in some place that you never, or even better, you end up overcommitted. Can you help with me with this, but yet you're drowning in your own amount of task, and it just continues to go and go and go, and yet you're like, sure, I'd be happy to. Wait a minute, you got too much stuff on your plate. You know, you just do. It's not like you would have to say, I have nothing better to do. You have lots of better things to do. That's just how it is. Look, look at Proverbs 29. Proverbs 29, 25. If you have a Bible, I, I encourage you. Yes, it's going to come up here. In fact, it's already up there. But I encourage you to turn to it in your Bible. Learn where it's at in your Bible. Learn where Proverbs, learn where Psalms is. Learn where the books of the Bible are. There's only six to six of them. You can start to remember that. But start getting to it. 
Start going to be able to turn it. If you need a Bible, there's probably one on a chair underneath you. If you don't, if you, if you don't have one there, put your hand up. We'll get you one. And so Proverbs 29, 25, fear of man will prove to be a snare. So snare, that word snare is mokishi, mokishi. And so it's a noose for catching animals, a hook for the noose. So as we have a fear of of, of man, right? Because that's what happens when we're trying to be people pleasers. We have a fear of letting people down. We have a fear of their disapproval. We have a fear of these things. It proves to be a snare of what we're trying to do. So, it, 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 and you start to see this and you go, it's like a hook. It, it brings us in. We have these things. And, and often we find this in our relationships. In our relationships with our spouse, with every, we have this tremendous fear of letting them down instead of going, these are what my principles are. As long as they're biblical principles, then there should be nothing wrong with it. It's imperative, imperative that as you take all of these things that I'm bringing up, that you remember that in our lives, we're supposed to have God first, right? God's got to be first. And so if you're following along with me and you're going through this, if God is number one and you're doing everything that he's asked you to do, you're living within the will of God, you're doing what God has asked you to do, everything else will fall in the line. How you treat people, how you interact with people, how you interact with your spouse, how, how you can say no. But, yeah, I mean, if you go all the way back into, the, into Exodus, you see where Moses had a hard time saying no. He wanted to make sure that he was taking care of everybody. It's, he was trying to be a people pleaser. He was like, every incident needs to be brought to me. And Jethro goes, it's too much. What are you doing? Calm down. Get some other people involved. Get some people with it. For us, we're doing the same thing. We're trying to do too much. We're trying to, hey, let's add more stuff in. Let's bring more stuff. Let's do these things. Because we're trying to please people, it ends up hooking us and becomes very detrimental to us. Back to that, that, that Proverbs 29, 25. Let's look at the whole verse. And it says, Fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is what? Is kept safe. You're kept safe. See, the good news is whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. See, <laughs> if you're anything like me, you can become overly concerned with what other people think and talk about you. What are they thinking about you? What are they saying? What, are, you know, what do people think here? If you're like me, and, and it may not come off that way. Like I, my wife would never agree with that statement right there. She'd be like, he doesn't care what you think. I, I do care what you think. It's very, but, but what I don't do is allow it to affect me to where I'm like, that's not going to change what I'm doing. I just care that you think. I want, of course, everybody wants to be liked, right? I, I mean, it just comes down to that way. See, and I, you know, and, and fearing what people think is a trap, it's a snare. It is. It's not just a relational problem, though. It's a spiritual problem. See, if you're fearing what people think, you're not concerned what God is thinking about you. Because if you're going, if I'm going to do what people find, where I'm trying to find the approval of people, I'm probably missing the approval of God. That's probably what's happening here. Right? Let's just say we have this pendulum. It swings one way or the other, and so the one way is the approval of God, the other way is the approval of people, and so that pendulum for us, it should be, it should, it actually should be stuck to the one side on the approval of God, but yet we are swinging more and more closer to the approval of man. That's what we do, and, and it becomes a trap, it becomes a snare, and it becomes, uh, it, it becomes a spiritual, a, a spiritual issue for us often. See, 
I want you to know that becoming obsessed with what people think about you is the fastest way to forget about what God thinks about you. You should know that. I've used this line many times. Becoming obsessed with what people think about you is the fastest way to forget about what God thinks of you. You know, and see, that's the reason why we have to start establishing different goals. We have to go off and we have to establish different goals. Instead of living for the approval of people, which seems impossible to obtain. Did you guys ever notice that? It's impossible to obtain the approval of people. Now, you can obtain the approval of some people, but it's impossible to obtain the approval of all people. You, you know, everybody you come in contact with, it's impossible to, to obtain all, the approval of all of them. Uh, you know, before I go a little further, I want you guys to think about something. How many decisions, I'm just going to ask you really quickly, how many decisions do you think you make a day? How many decisions do you think you make a day? Anybody? You make thousands, but how many? Like, what do you think? Just a guess. 20,000? It's close. Hey, you know, most of us, we make in between 15 and 25,000 decisions every single day. You don't think about it. You, you, I mean, some of them are just subconscious. Some of them just happen. They just, you know, those are things that are going to go on. But if you're making 25,000 decisions every single day, that's how much your brain is working every single day, how easy is it going to be for you to keep people happy with every decision that you make? You, you just can't do it. If you're doing 25,000 decisions every single day, you're not going to get all 25,000 of them correct for everybody. It's just not going to work that way. I, I mean, just think about it. We can look at our Supreme Court this week, right? Supreme Court had two major rulings. I don't care where you stand out with either one of them. I don't want to hear about your politics, whatever, right? But for them, they took and they came down on gun control and they came down on abortion and some people are absolutely ecstatic about the way they went with both of them, and some people are absolutely devastated about the way they went with both of them. They cannot make everybody happy. No matter what way they ruled, somebody was going to be upset. It's just simple as that. You, you can look at this and you can go, I, I, I'm going to make a decision. It's the same thing. When we put, like for me, you'll never, ever see me put a political sign in front of my house or in front of the church. And very simple reason why. Because if I'm for that person, I'm against somebody else. That's just how it is. No matter which decisions I make, no matter what I do, if I'm seeking the approval of people, that means that I need to be pursuing what God has in store. And so God has already said that I will put the trusted leaders that I want in place. So that's where I'm supposed to be chasing after. So I'm supposed to be praying for, this, for God to direct the steps of those that are going to be in leadership. That's all I'm supposed to be doing. I'm not supposed to be campaigning for them. I'm not supposed to be doing all those things. I'm just supposed to be in prayer and then also use my conscience for which way to vote. That's what I'm supposed to do. I use my principles. I use my, and, and that's just because when you're against other people, you've already divided us. And we already live in too much of a divided country already. We have, we're divided by race. We're divided by sexes. We're divided by your for mass or against mass. We're divided against all these different things. We have right now, as you're continuing to sit in this room, we have people that are, we have more people that are watching at home because we have unmaskers and we have maskers. So we have people that I'm afraid of COVID or not afraid of COVID. It's just, it, we, that's what we're dealing with as we speak right now. That's what's happening. And, and for us, how do, how do I juggle that? What am I supposed to do? How do I make it to where not only am I taking care of those that want to be in the building, but I'm also taking care of those that want to be outside of the building, right? How, what do you do? How do you make it to where it happens? How do you make it to where these things go along? See, Instead of living for the approval of people, 
which is impossible to obtain. We've already said that. We should, be, we should want to live for God and God alone. That's really what we should be doing. For his will, for his glory, and for his purposes. In fact, the Apostle Paul boldly declares this in, Gen- in Galatians 1.10, right? Not in Genesis 1.10, Galatians 1.10. So open up to Galatians 1.10, towards the back of the Bible. It says, obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of who? God. I'm not trying to win the approval of people. And he says, obviously. Well, why do you think he says obviously? What do you think is happening there? So, obviously, he's not outselling ice cream, right? He's not delivering ice cream to everybody. Here, here's some ice cream. Here, enjoy this. Here, have this. It is literally, obviously, he's in conflict with the Roman leadership. He's in conflict with different places. Every time he goes to a city, he gets to be there for three or four months until the Romans find out, and they're like, uh-uh, buddy, you gotta go. And he takes off to the next place. Obviously, I'm not living for the approval of people, because he was living for the approval of people. He'd be like, hey, what's up, Roman guards? Let's kick it. You know, and that's not what happens. That's not what happens. He's trying to do what God has asked of him. It said, if people-pleasing was my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's service. And see, that's, I mean, think about it. Do you consider yourself to be Christ's servant? Are you doing what God has asked you to do? Are you moving in the direction he's asked you to go? Are you doing the things that he's asked you to do? Because often, if you're doing what God has asked you to do, everything else seems to fall in place. Everything seems to fall in place. If you're doing, if you're holding people, if you're, if you are holding yourself accountable has asked you to do, you will find that everything else continues to line up in those different directions. If you're doing what he's asked you, because then your relationships are good, because then how you would interact with people at work are good, because then how you do things, how how you have integrity, it's just amazing. That's what's supposed to happen. So it's time for some real talk, right? I thought I already had some real talk going, but it's time for some real talk. Anybody ready for some real talk? Maybe. See, it's easy to talk about living for God. It's easy to do that. I'm going to serve Jesus. I don't care if they like me or not. I'm going to do these things. The truth is, we are drawn to carrying out what people think. That's the truth. And so let's call it what it is. There's two things. There's two facts about the disease to please, right? As much as we want to admit it, number one is, people-pleasing is a form of idolatry. When you're putting people before God, that is a form of idolatry. When you're going, God, nope, that's more important. See, and that becomes more of a spiritual problem than a relational problem. Because you you're putting other things before God. And so just you go ahead and go, what's the first commandment? Put nothing before me. No idols, no nothing. And what are we doing? We're putting people before God. It's, a, it's the first thing that you can look. It's idolatry, putting people before God. And so, and I'm asking people while doing this to meet a need that only God can meet. So I'm asking people to meet my need of approval, my need of, my need of, of, of affirmation. And that's not something that people can do on a regular basis. I don't care who you are. You have a bad day every once in a while. I don't care who you are. You could be the most cheery, upbeat person, always walk around with a smile on your face. But every once in a while, you have days where you are a terrible person. There it is. It just happens that way. You know, it, it, you just have days that, and, and, and so for me, if I recognize that, I am asking you to meet a need on your terrible days as well as your good days, where God doesn't have that. God's good every day. 
It doesn't change. It doesn't meet. It doesn't, he doesn't meet because you got upset. He doesn't get upset because you, got up, you did something wrong. You, you left the toilet seat up. You did all, he doesn't get upset about that. That's not what makes him upset. You're like, hey, you know, you got some splash on the toilet seat. I'm, I'm done for today. You know, he doesn't care about that. He cares about what you're doing and what you're doing with him. See, in fact, Jesus shows this truth clearly in John 12, 42. You know, Jesus had performed a bunch of miracles, but there were still Jewish leaders who wouldn't believe Jesus was the Son of God, right? This is what happens. And Jesus describes their idolatry this way. But because of the Pharisees, they would not openly acknowledge their faith for fear they would be put out of the synagogue. For they loved human praise more than praise from God. They loved human praise more than praise from God. They loved the approval of people more than they loved the approval of God. How many of us are in that same position? We're seeking the approval of people when we should be seeking the approval of God. Anybody ever been there before? I know I have. I know I've been there. You know, I, I mean, I, I've done things <laughs> where I was seeking the approval of people. You know, uh, anybody, anybody in your early, your late, so in your late teens, early 20s, anybody, if you do something that you, you're like, I wish I could have never did that, right? Yeah. Right, some of us have some, some things in our mindset that we were like, I, never, I wish I would have never did that. I just wish it wouldn't have happened. I'm going to share you with a funny story. And uh, I, I don't want you to judge me because of it, because... Because I'm not trying to seek your approval. I'm just trying to show you a, a story, right? <laughs> just trying to share with you. So uh, about, about 17 years ago, and I, and I keep telling you, I got these stories that are t I start going, it's about 25 years ago. That's, that's, I'm starting to get to that age where I'm like going, wait a minute here. We're talking about stories that happened in, you know, 25 years ago is a significant amount of time for somebody who's only 17 or 18 years old, right? You know, but for me, it's like, well, wait a minute, that was just yesterday. But... So, about 17 years ago, about 17, maybe 15, 16 years ago, no, no, my daughter wasn't alive yet, so it had to have been 17 years ago. So about 17 years ago, I was out with my lovely wife, right? And we weren't married at the time. We weren't, we weren't married. Uh, we, were, we were, you know, and, I, and for, if you guys don't know, I ran a bar, right? So we were at the bar, we come home, we, the bar is closed, we invite a whole bunch of people to the house. Right, so we, we now we have a house party going at three o'clock in the morning. Well, I, everything's fine until everybody starts smoking weed, right? And and the problem is, I don't smoke weed. I just don't, and because I know what it does to me. You know, some of you you you've had the same experience that I have is that I'm a paranoid high. So when I would smoke weed, I would start. My heart's going to come out of my chest. I don't know what's going I'm dying. And so that would be the mindset that I would have. I'm getting ready to die right now. Like, like, I would go outside. I'd put water in my face. i go, why did I do that? And so that night, I, I, I did those things, right? And it was terrible, terrible, terrible situation, right? I passed out. I was like, the only way I know how to make this stop is go to sleep. And I passed out in a chair in the living room. I was like, God, if I'm going to die, do it now. Just while I'm sleeping, I don't want to go out in any pain. That's what happened. They took pictures of me all posing, all doing different things. It, like, it was like, they thought it was like, it, like, it was a cool time to be like, hey, let's take some pictures. And I think, I think that you can go back 20 years on Facebook and you can find them, right? You know, I think that they're out there. There's, oh, no, they were on MySpace. That's where they were. 
They're, they were on MySpace. So you can go look for it there. I got a profile there someplace. It's probably tagged in them. Anyway, so they did this. Well, the worst part is, and, and I'm not trying to highlight this song. I'm just trying to share with you a story. That's, that's really what it comes down to. I was just trying to share with you that my people pleasing, because I did it because I didn't want to seem out of place. Now, mind you, I'm the biggest dude in the place. Nobody is my size. At that time, 20 years ago, everybody was afraid of me. I didn't have to people please them, but I wanted to seem cool, right? Is it, so uh, I wasn't feeling well as they were posing for me, because they, they, they turned me into Pinocchio and turned, like Geppetto me, right, and moved me around. And they stirred me up and it made it to where I didn't feel good. And I laid down on the floor. And so when I laid down on the floor, I vomited. And nobody cleaned up the vomit. They just all went to bed. They just, you know, they left and went to bed. And so this is, I mean, like how embarrassing is all of this? It's like, it was terrible. And, and because I was trying to pe please people, I laid in this pool and I rolled around in it and it was terrible. I mean, the only thing that was good about it is that when I got up in the morning, I got up and I was like, man, they really, they were great. They cleaned up. I said, I know that I, and I went and laid down with Melissa and <laughs> she goes, what's that smell? <laughs> That's the vomit that I happen to be rolling around in and cleaning up the floor with. And so, so she got a little bit of it as well, right? But the, see, the thing that I'm trying to share with you is that the stories that it might be funny and it may be one of those things that we look at that incident made it to where I was like, I'll never, ever, ever do it again. Ever. I have no desire. I, you know, why? I don't care if there's everybody doing it. I don't care what's happening. If, you know, your mom used to use that antidote. If everybody was jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge, would you jump off too? And you're like, no. Same thing with everything else you're doing. When we're seeking the approval of people, we're jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge with them. That's what we're doing. And it leads to catastrophic things. It leads to things you're like going, well, did I just do that? Did I just, did I just roll around in, my, in, my, in the filth that I, that I had just created because of people-pleasing? Wow, and, and see, that's what happens. That's what happens. We end up being in the filth that we create because of people-pleasing. It, it's a hard truth, but it's true. People-pleasing is a form of idolatry. It's just what it is. The second thing, the second fact of a disease to please is the approval of God will set us free from the disease to please. The approval of God sets us, sets us free from the disease to please. Paul says it like this in 1 Thessalonians 2. So if you're in 1 Thessalonians 2, we're going to look at verse 4 and verse 6, and it says, On the contrary, we speak as those approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel. We are not trying to please people, but God who tests our hearts. We are not looking for praise from people, not from you or anyone else. See, that's the thing that we get caught up in is that we always are looking for the praise from other people. We're looking for these things instead of looking at our heavenly and looking to our heavenly father going, what this is, this is what I want. This is, I find this, you know, what we're looking for is when we get to the pearly gates, well done, good and faithful servant. That's what we're looking for. That's the praise you're after. Instead of, we're trying to go after the praise of, we should be really, really real about this, is that when you are seeking the approval of somebody, and then you let them down, and then all of a sudden you don't talk to them for years, what, was you after, what were you really after? Because there's lots of people that are seeking out the approval of certain relationships, but then the relationships fall apart for some, for some reason, for something that goes on, something you let them down with, something that happens. And then you're like, oh, well, 
all of that people pleasing, all of that approval was actually for nothing. Because they're not going to be the ones standing at the gate going, well done, good and faithful servant. They're going to look at you, oh, homeboy, I got you. Come on, you're good. They're not the bouncer at the club door that you're making friends with. I don't know, you're good, you're on the list now. I put you on it. They're not the ones doing that. And so we have to be pursuing Jesus. That's where we have to be at. We can't please all people. We can't. We can't. You might please one group, you know, alienate another one. You might, get one, you might get it right with one person, but yet then get it wrong in the next person. And then you might change their mind, right? And, and that's just what happens. You can't please everyone, but we can please God. Because of what Christ did for us, we are forever changed. And that's what I have to think, is that I have to go, because of what Christ did for me, my past, which was terrible, right? it was just terrible. I was a terrible kid. I was a terrible young adult. I, I, I was terrible... I was a terrible adult. How about just, you know, I'm just a... But because of what Christ has done, all of that is gone. All of that has been forgiven. All of And I am changed. I move in a new direction. I do new things. See, God just doesn't love you. He accepts you. He likes you. And he approves of you. And see, the problem is we're... We tend to go, that's not enough. That's the problem. We go, that's not enough. If God likes me and God approves of me, that's just not enough. I need to hear it more from people here. You know, I want you to think about this. And just take a moment here. Is your worth based upon what other people think of you? Then why are you after their approval? Why are you after their approval? Your worth is based upon what God thinks of you. Who does God say you are? I'm going to blow through some scriptures. And so they're going to come up here, but I'm going to blow through them. You are a new creation, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. You are forgiven and your sins are washed away, Ephesians 1, 7. You are more than a conqueror through Christ, Romans 8, 37. You are God's masterpiece, Ephesians 2, 10. You are the light of the world, Matthew 5, 14. You are filled with the same spirit that raised Christ, Romans 8, 11. You are a joint heir with Christ, Romans 8, 17. You are Christ's ambassador, 2 Corinthians 5, 20. You are, the, you are the righteousness of God in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5.21, and you are greatly loved by God, Romans 1.7. What else do you need? What else do you need? What else are you after? What else are you trying to accomplish here? Are you, are you, you know, see, the problem is, way too often, we're not trying to accomplish what God wants for us. We're trying to go, hey, you know what I need to have? I need to have the new car, the new house, the new RV, the new boat, the new this, the new that, the new this, and I have to please people in order to get those things. In order to have that, I need to please people for it. See, you have to embrace what God is and what God believes you are and hold on to it. Let it overcome you. Let that overcome you. You cannot please everyone, but you can please God. You can. You can, and because of Christ, he approves of you. So when you believe that truth, you can declare it. You can live it. And often we don't. See, what you need to say, and here's what I want you to just kind of, maybe in here, or maybe at home, you can repeat along with me, you can put it in the comments, whatever. Because of this, because of his, because of whatever it is, blank, right? Because of his love, I won't obsess about what other people think. Because I'm his, I won't obsess about what other people think. Because I'm crucified with Christ, you're not going to hurt my feelings. Because I'm crucified with Christ, you're not going to, because I belong to Christ, 
I will address my problems, but I will never fear conflict. You see, you have to understand something. How are you walking into the conflict? What are you walking in with? Are you walking in conflict with you're like, I'm going to win? Or are you walking into the conflict with going, I want to seek a resolution? So if you're seeking a resolution, it becomes easy to address the problems. If you're trying to seek, I'm going to win, or I'm going to be defensive, or I'm going to get to this, you'll never address it, and you'll be people-pleasing. And whether that's pleasing yourself or pleasing them, that's how you will fear it. And so it's how you'll face with it. Do not fear conflict. Because I'm accepted, I will say yes to what God wants me to do and no to the rest. Because I'm accepted, no one can steal my joy, no one can talk me out of my purpose, and no one can stop me from doing God's will. See, the fear of man continues to be a snare. But whoever trusts in the Lord will be kept safe. That's where you have to be at. Do you believe that nobody can steal your joy, that nobody can talk you out of your purpose, and that no one can stop you from doing God's will? Do you believe that? Because if you believe that, then you will walk out of here a changed person today. If you believe that, you'll go, I don't have to continue doing what these other... And I know that often that happens is that we're built into this mindset of going, in my relationships, I have to do this. As a child, we're built with this thing, I have to please my parents. That's what happens, right? We want to make our parents happy. We don't want our parents to be upset with us. In our relationships, I have to please them. I have to please my spouse. I have to please these people. I have to do these things. And it makes it to where you do things that you would never, ever, ever do otherwise. Because you're seeking approval. If you were just going, I'm going to do what God has asked me to do, and you'll treat people the way that God has asked you to treat, you'll find that all of your relationships will become perfect relationships. Because you'll live with a gratitude of I'm thankful for those around me and you'll see the best in people and you'll want the best in them and you'll love them and you'll encourage them. And if they're getting a promotion over you at work, then you're the biggest cheerleader, then you'll be, you'll be the one that continues to say, I am so happy for you. I'll be the next one coming up behind you. But if you're doing the, if you're working the way that God has asked you to work, guess what? You're number one because there's so few people doing what God has asked them to do. There's so few people moving in the direction that God has asked them to move. There's so few people living the lifestyle of how God has asked us to live. And that's the reason why those first Christians in the book of Acts said, I want what they have. I want what they have. They seem to get everything. They seem to get, you know, granted, they were running from being persecuted, just like we are as Christians running from being persecuted now. But then they got, you would find, why is it that they never have a need? Why is it they never have these things? Because we took care of, we loved one another, and we worked at 100% because that's what God asked us to do. You would always be the number one person for the promotion because you were working harder than everybody else. You would always be the one that people go, I want them at my party because he's encouraging, he's loving, he sees the best in me where everybody else sees what they can get from me. That's where you have to be at. You have to be loving, you have to be encouraging, and you have to see that God has created each and every one of us, that God says that each and every one of us has a purpose and that each and every one of us has a direction for him. See that in others and you'll be the one that's going, let me help you get there. Let me help push the way you need your car started. Whatever we have to do to help you get where you need to go, I'll be there for you. Instead of seeking their approval, why don't you be there for them to be able to find the approval of God as well? That's where it needs to be. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for today. Thank you for awakening our hearts, awakening our minds, helping us see that we don't need to continue to chase after what people have expected of us, but what we 
we pursue what you have expected of us, that you have this, that we, we, we know that you already approve of us, but let us do what you've asked us to do. Let us live the way that you've asked us to live. Help us find the strength to do the work that you've asked us to do. We struggle week after week after week seeking somebody's approval, but really all we need to do is seek your approval and find the direction that you have for each one of our lives. Father, breathe new life into each one of us. Breathe a new spirit into each one of us. Breathe this encouragement to each one of us where, where we know that we are doing what you have asked us to do. Continue to breathe this newness into our lives. We walk around lost and hurting and we feel ashamed and we feel lack of approval and we found this lack of affirmation and it's because we are seeking all of those things from the wrong people. We are seeking them from people in general where we need to be seeking them from you. Father, help us spend more time in the scripture to learn more about you and your love for us. Help us to, to, to take and, and to set aside a time, to set aside a, 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 a divine time with you daily, whether that's in prayer or whether that's in, in just in scripture reading to where we seek you daily. Our days change dramatically when we are, when we are seeking you rather than seeking the approval of man. Father, help us seek you. Father, we ask for all of these things in your son, Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, I, uh, I want to I encourage you. So you just heard me is saying that I, wanna, I want you to start spending time with God. 